and welcome to an episode of Righteous and Ratchet. Doughboy's out for a little bit, so I'm doing it all by myself. And it just doesn't feel right to do Righteous and Ratchet without Dough. So I'm just gonna get right into it. Thank you guys for still tuning in. And the first thing I want to talk about today is Nelly versus Luda. Quick question. Nelly, why was your internet not right? Now, here's the thing. Nelly said, oh, man, my internet, you know, it was storming and storming and storming. But I was on Twitter like, you know, why are you rich and famous if you don't have the highest speed internet available? It storms everywhere. Internet hasn't been affected by storms like that. Celebrity internet, you should have the highest of Wi-Fiest, Nelly. So I do a little research, and guess what? Swiss Beats says that they sent both Luda and Nelly a versus kit with instructions. Audio setup, backup stuff for Wi-Fi. Him and Timberland can tell that you look... Luda used the kit and Nelly didn't. Luda even called Fadia, she's the lady who works for Instagram and sets these up behind the scenes, from IG beforehand to help with his setup. Cornell, why you did not do? Why didn't you just use their stuff? The funniest thing about Cornell's music uh, versus is that he was blissfully unaware of how terrible his sound was. It's like he wasn't even aware of Teddy Riley's whole thing. He just... Mm, 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 mm. This is good raps. Good raps. I'm good at the raps. Now, meanwhile, we are... Nelly's music sounded like when you are underwater in a pool and you hear music being played above the water, that's what his music sounded like. I wanted him to go down, down, baby, to a better internet provider. Why did you not take the Range Rover? You went down, down, baby, yo shooting a Range Rover. None of those streets had good internet on them. How are you? Knowing, this, this is why, this is selfish, and I admit this, we don't have nothing else to do right now, but look forward to the small moments, okay? You had a week, Cornell, okay? You had a week, Cornell, to set up the internet. I ain't got no shows. I can't go to no movies. I can't go to no restaurant. This is my premium entertainment. My wife, she cooks fight party food for these versus battles. Did you not watch Jill Scott and Erica Badu? Three hours. No mistakes until Erica's iPad died. But before that, perfection. Did you not watch Lil John and, and T-Pain? Why would you let us down, Cornell? Cornell, we're rooting for you. And then you didn't even play your right songs. So let me first apologize to Ludacris. Actually, let me tell y'all, I don't even want to admit this, but I'm going to. 
clicked in my head that Luda's name, his name is Christopher Bridges. So the Luda Chris comes from, hey, Luda Chris, the word, but also my name is Chris. Never even clicked. And I apologize because at first, when this battle was first announced, I was like, yo, Nelly versus Luda, this is an even matchup. No. 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 No, it's not. Luda was like the condescending big brother. He was just, while Nelly was playing his music while he looks like he's in the Matrix, I've never seen so many gifs, or not gifs, glitches. He's, I'm going. Luda's like, yeah, bro, it's a great song. Uh, let me play this massive hit that instantly lets all the listeners forget we were even listening to you. Nelly might have got three rounds. Hot in here, uh, Air Force Ones, and Country Grammar. Luda came in with Haymaker after Haymaker. I felt like the doggone uh, dude in Rocky with Apollo Creed throwing the towel. And Luda, like the combination of Nelly's low speed dial up. You know what Nelly, let me tell you what Nelly's internet sounded like. This is Nelly, Nelly's music, okay? This is, this is what Nelly sounded like, his internet, okay? This is Nelly. I'm going down, down, baby. Your street in a range over Sweet Super Baby. Better than let it go. Jimmy, Jimmy, Google, what? Listen to me now. Line up and what, what, what is this? What is this? Y'all remember having to put the AOL CD? You, when we had to turn the internet on when we was coming up, you put the internet into the computer press play and you went and did something for 45 minutes the internet had to wake up what's up oh yeah your internet brought you to plug in oh okay mm. <laughs> All right, let me go. Let me um. Let me go pee real quick. This is the internet. Man, oh, what was 
one? Oh yeah, internet. Let me just. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, uh, let me just turn some stuff. It was forever. You would forget you doggone turn the internet on. That's what Nelly's music sounded like. Sick of it. And then how you don't play your own music right? How you don't pick your own good songs, Nelly? You had Real Husbands of Hollywood money? Sweatsuit? Nelly was playing the internet off that Excel spreadsheet he sent Kelly in the Dilemma video. Why was she texting on an Excel spreadsheet? We need answers. Nelly was playing his music through that pager. We deserved better for our free entertainment. I deserved better when I signed up for Instagram for free and I clicked on a free video. I deserve premium free entertainment. Freemium entertainment. And I didn't get it. And what's the point of being rich if you can't even have high-speed Wi-Fi? What's the point of all those plaques and fame and all that if you can't even have high-speed Wi-Fi? In other news, I'm upset about this. Let me tell you how this show is going to go for a while. This is If you're a Periscope fan, this is not unusual to you. If you're new to this format, sit down and, and get used to the randomness. This is totally random. This. I never thought I'd be upset with Chick-fil-A. Never thought. Chick-fil-A never did me wrong. Let me tell you my problem with Chick right now. And I never thought I'd publicly have a beef with them. Chick-fil-A on Postmates does not give you the sauce that they give you in regular life. Their nugget to sauce ratio at the restaurant and the drive-thru is whatever your pleasure is. Okay, when you order on Postmates, it's one sauce. No matter how many nuggets you order, I ordered a twelve piece, one sauce. I'm operating at about a four nug to one sauce ratio. Okay, a dip bite, dip bite, it's one nug. Dip bite, dip bite, two nugs. Dip bite, dip bite, three nugs. Dip bite, dip bite, four nugs. Sauce empty. Okay, every dip, every bite has to have the same amount of sauce on the nut. When I order a 12 count, I can't dip bite, dip bite. Can I? I can only dip and bite. Now, if I dip bite again, I'm out. And Chick-fil-A nuggets are amazing, but without the sauce, they're mere mortals. They're still great, but the sauce is the whole thing. So in my Postmate order, I'm like, extra sauce extra sauce in the options. When my order gets here, no extra sauce. My youngest son, he go three sauces to an eight count nugs. He's out. He's, he's sauce drunk. We catch him. He's in the fetal position. <laughs> just, I can't. He's just dipping his fingers in the sauce. <sighs> oh, sauce. Delicious. I come downstairs, four sauces total. This man has three sauces. I'm like, fam, what is you doing? He's like, my traditional three sauce. I'm like, bruh, did you look in the bag? 
to see how many sauces were left? You're like, no. I always get three sauces. Well, yeah, son, but we're in a pandemic now. We're rationing sauces. Usually we get 12 sauces. There's sauce everywhere. There's sauce under your bed, like a tooth fairy. There's sauce all over the place. Son, we, we're down to one sauce per nug pack. He's like, one sauce per nug? What are we? What is this? The Civil War? This heart attacking girl? This man is on his second sauce. He just dipping with glee. I'm like, hey, man, I ain't got no sauce. And I can't get them to deliver the sauce ratios the way I want them to. And at this point, I really shouldn't be eating Chick-fil-A like that. Just out of the sheer like, I say I'm trying to get better in life and have a better body, but I'm really lying to myself. I just want to eat what I want. I want my body type to just be acceptable to the world. But I still work out. And I don't work out to get in great shape. I work out to eat nugs. I love Chick-fil-A. And I just want y'all to understand, my pleasure means the adequate amount of sauce. Okay? Y'all closed on Sunday. Pre-packed plenty of Chick-fil-A sauce from my bags. Okay? We're in a doggone pandemic. I get it, but I don't get it. I really just need to get it off my chest. I know we all love them. We do, you know, but I'm stuck in the house. The Chick-fil-A coming is the only thing I have to look forward to. Matter of fact, we're all stuck in the house. It comes as no surprise that since we're stuck in a house, we're having trouble avoiding complacency. It's important now more than ever to stay active and keep moving. Beachbody On Demand is the easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is getting started. Now, listen, I, the one time I was in great shape, it was because of Beachbody. I did P90X1, P90X2, Insanity 1, Insanity 2, and I had my life together. And now that I have more time on my hands, I'm getting right back to it. Oh my gosh. This is the company behind P90X and Insanity and 21 Day Fix. Now check out some of Beachbody's news program like Morning Meltdown 100 and 80 Day Obsession and Start Every Day Strong. Workouts are as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. And the time it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you can be finished working out. I really want you to get this Beachbody because it's worked for me in the past and it can work for you in the present and in the future. So what I want you to do is get a free special trial membership when you text r and r to 303030. That's 303030. Text r and r to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, all the nutrition information and support, totally free. Again, just text r and r to 303030. Got it? Got it. All right. Back to the verses. It was uh, suggested that one of the next verses be Justin Timberlake's versus Usher. Now, this was interesting to me, but then there was a discussion. David Dennis Jr., a music writer, said Justin Timberlake ain't invited to the verses. Verses ain't for them. It's okay to close the gate every once in a while. 
And then somebody tweeted something interesting that I had not thought about. The person said, Justin Timberlake got away with letting Janet Jackson take the entire fall for the Super Bowl thing, and it didn't have the effect on his career that it had on hers. Tony Baker, he's not the biggest fan of Justin Timberlake for this same thing. And I thought about that, and I said, you know what? Justin Timberlake didn't catch really no flack for Janet Jackson. He was just as much a part of the thing. And he did not, he didn't fall on the sword like he could have. I felt like there's an episode of The Office where Michael Scott fell into a koi pond and Jim could have helped him. And he was like, and he leaned back because he wanted Michael to fall so that he could take the uh, example or take the sale for himself. And I feel like Justin Timberlake, he, he gymmed Janet Jackson. He was like, oh, hmm, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, yeah. And you know what, Justin? I know you don't know me, and I like your music, right? But I'm part of the problem because I never really thought about the fact that you didn't stand up for her like you could have. So for that reason, I want him to come on Versus. And I want him to go against Usher. And I want Usher to destroy him. And in the comments, we're going to be like, this is for Janet, Justin. This is for Janet. Fun story. I was watching the Janet Jackson Super Bowl at church. At this time in my life, we used to watch the Super Bowl at church. They'd get a big, big screen TV or flat screen and they play it. And they used to play the halftime show. And it was uh, quite the awkward scenario when they're dancing and just boom, ba-boom, boom, ba-boom. And then Justin was like, oh, we're like, oh, little titty meat, grab. Oh, oh, oh no. That's a, that's a nip. That's a nip, that's a that's a Jackson nip. That's a supple. That's a that's a subtle. That's a subtle, supple, subtle, supple Jackson nip. That's a subtle nip. Mm. I uh ooh. Mm -mm. I was married at the time. So I wasn't expecting to see such a thing. And I was like, oh, I just had to at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burdens of my soul rolled away. Oh, it's there by faith I received my sight. Well, and now I am happy all the day. That's funny because I said I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. Oh, at the cross. It was a lot. The pastor, oh my. I've never seen a 40-year-old man who had never done anything athletic move so fast to turn a television off in my life. I mean, he was like, you say, <laughs> oh, <clears throat> turn it off. Hey, man, hey, man, God bless you, everybody. You know, hey, you know, because there's kids in there 
church mothers. I mean, it's everybody in the in the like little fellowship hall. Everybody saw it. He's like, hey, God bless you, God bless you. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, the Lord works mysteriously. Oh, you know, that's not right. Um, you take one step, gotta take two. Ah, you know, that's not it. Um, uh, we're breast in the city. No, bless, bless. We're breast in the fit. No, no. We're breast when we come and when we go. Everybody say breast. No, no. That's not right. <clears throat> I will breast the Lord. No, no. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, breast his holy name. And if you're a Janet Jackson fan, there's been a couple moments in your career where you've seen a piece, okay? There's the one album cover where someone is covering the subtle, the suppleness. I was a child, I was like, oh yeah, I like it. There's the scream video where she's doing the thing with Michael Jackson. And she lifts her shirt up and we just saw a little bottom of the bra. So when this happened, it was like. Wow. And Janet took a hit. There was no black artist on the Super Bowl for a long time. And like, I feel like to us, Janet is still cool. But the media vilified her like she pulled it off herself. Let me just pull up the clip. Josh, put this in here. Let me just make sure. Let me double check. Did did Janet pull herself off? Oh wait, Josh, turn that turn the music off. I don't need this to get struck. Let's see. Two thousand four. Wow, that was almost that was sixteen years ago. Mm hmm. Yep. Josh, just just show the clip. Mm hmm. Yeah, everybody's having a good time. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Justin's dancing. Just a dog. Janet's grabbing his butt. Oh, boom. Grinding. You just grinding all over Janet Jackson. You didn't deserve. You didn't deserve, okay? Smacked her butt. Mm. That should have been me. I mean, no, I wasn't married. I was just engaged at that time. Shouldn't have been you. Maybe shouldn't have not been me. But shouldn't have been you. White boy. Okay, mm. they're coming back. Coming to the front. Okay, Justin's looking at the crowd. Let me check. Oh, Janet grabs his butt again. Here he comes. They're separated. Coming up to the team. Okay, they're in the motion. Final thing. Uh oh, that was unedited. I I thought it was gonna be blurred out because it was on YouTube. Feel like Forrest Gump when he touched Jenny's boob and he was like, Ugh, I feel a little dizzy. <laughs> Poor Forrest. He about listen, he was done at that moment. He didn't even I put it in. Duh. Don't you worry. I've I've done what I needed to do. I've a uh, <laughs> um wow. Let me click that off. Uh, Josh, you make sure you find a blurred version when you do what you do. Because that that video that I clicked on, that was not blurred. That was, that was full HD.
My point remains. Justin did this. How are you going to get mad at the receiver of this and not the doer of the rip? We got mad at the rippy and not the ripper. Janet was just the rippy. She wasn't the ripper. Justin was Justin the Ripper. And then he just faded off into the distance and we let him get away with it and fine. But no, I don't think you should come to Versus until you fully apologize for the 2004 Super Bowl, go back in time and have your career take the same blow that Janice did. You hear that, Justin? Now I want to ask y'all, hypothetically, Justin, you're not invited. You're in timeout. You're in trouble. You got away with something. And we didn't really clock you like we should have because, face it, black people, we love when white people have soul. White people can dance and do stuff. We're just like, yes. Bobby Caldwell could do no wrong. We love it. Jesse J, white singers who do black stuff well, not even better than black people, just in a similar way, we'd be like, "Woo, white be okay, white boy." Justin Timberlake's solo, entire solo career has been one long, "Okay, white boy." He's he got with uh, Timberland, and Timberland gave him the beats that allowed us to be like, mm, "All right, look at the white boy. Look at this. Look at the white boy doing the thing." It's not that we think you're great at it. It's just. For a white dude, you're pretty good at it. You're like, this dude's good for a white boy. For a white boy. We're not saying you're better than Usher or Chris Brown. We're just like, oh, no. For a white dude, you're cool. Um, and Justin Timberlake wrote that. Now, here's the thing. Man of the Woods? No okay white boy. Man of the Woods? No Timberland? No, okay, white boy. That was just white boy. I see the Periscope people saying maybe uh, he apologized. Maybe he did. But he did not take enough of the blame. You understand? He got away with okay, white boy privilege. He should have done more to rectify it. And I don't think he did enough. And I stand by that. And I still listen to his albums because I'm a hypocrite. The 2020 experience came out. He had Jay-Z on there, suit and tie. And I fell right back into, okay, white boy, you got Jay-Z. I'm the problem. Listen, I'm no better. If you're looking at me thinking I'm better, I'm a doggone hypocrite in so many ways. Say don't talk over people. Then I talk over people. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I do think we're all hypocrites in our own way. I kind of just think that in our own way, we're all a little hypocritical. We're all just, you know, we want to be great and we want to be perfect, but we're all a little hypocritical. But I think Usher will, uh, I think he kills JT. Trying to think of Honestly, let me be quite honest with you guys. Okay, white boy works when you're by yourself, right? Oh, okay, white boy, look at this little 
music videos or things or whatever, right? Okay, little white boy, go, go, go. In a battle against Usher? No. Songs I loved, don't even recognize. Cry Me a River, trash. Suit and tie, <laughs> poop and tie. I'm not going to help you win against Usher Raymond. He was from my, you know how many times I tried to make my last name fit U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. I can't count on no fingers. My word, the thing that was the most terrible is K-E-V-I-N. That had the same thing, U-S-H-E-R. I was like, oh, I'm here. K-E-V-I-N. I was right there. I started off with five and five. But Fredericks and Raymond... Duh. F-R-E-D-E-R. There's no way you can... Okay, you K-E-V-I-N-F-R-E-D-E-E-R. Ah, no. E-D-E-E-R. I see. K-A-C. There's just no way to make it fit. F-R-E-D-E-R-I. Now, tell me what you do with I-C-K-S. I can't make it work. I never did that to NSYNC. <laughs> Puppets. Who wasn't rocking to that? My grandma wasn't letting me listen to no Usher. And I haven't been able to visit my grandma in a while because of travel and stuff. I miss her. I wanted to give her a gift that would let her know I'm thinking about her. That's where Paint Your Life comes in. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price from Paint Your Life. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. Usher, <laughs> Usher. The user-friendly platform lets you... <sighs> the user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. I am a big fan of Paint Your Life. Use it multiple times. See this big art wall behind me? Some of my Paint Your Lives are back there. I love it because it's a quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Send any picture, yourself, your children, your family, special place, cherished pet, or combined photos. So, right now, at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, it's limited offer. You can get 20% off of your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word R&R to 64,000. That's right, text RR to 64,000. Once again, text RR to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. So you watching and listening, do you forgive Justin Timberlake? Do you feel like he was genuine in his apology? Do you want to see him on the verses? Do you think verses should just be for us? Do you think black people let people in and then get mad at get mad at people. This is the same thing that happens with like social media people like people who are trash on the internet you know, let's take um, uh, like Honey Boo Boo or no, 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 Bad Baby the white girl from Dr. Phil. Here's what we do as a people and we do it over and over. We see something ridiculous. We share it tweet it, post it. Oh, this is crazy this thing's crazy, this thing's crazy then we make that person famous then we get mad at that person for being famous and capitalizing on their fame when we are the reason that they were famous. At first, it's a joke. 
But the jokes come and the followers grow and the activity go grows and the engagement grows. And next thing you know, Bad Baby is able to flip that into a record deal. And now we're mad. And it's always us saying, y'all made these people famous. Y'all are the y'all. We're posting it. We're talking about it. We're putting it on the shade room. And then we're getting mad when they can doggone flip it and make money off of it. And we can't. And then the Peaches, Peaches Monroe, the girl who says on fleek, we didn't we, we didn't make her famous enough or she couldn't flip it. A lot of times, listen, I don't know where this podcast be going. I'm by myself. I don't want to stop it. Black people aren't as easily able to cash in on their stuff as white people are able to cash in on black people's stuff. When Meg Thee Stallion made a hot girl summer last year, my wife buys a lot of makeup. So I end up being on uh, a lot of mailing lists of makeup companies because she pays with PayPal. PayPal comes to me. When I tell you so many doggone makeup brands were saying hot girl summer related marketing tactics, I nearly lost my mind. I was like, bruh, y'all don't even know what hot girl summer is, where it came from, what it means. They don't care. They done capitalized off Hot Girl Summer and made money off of it. Probably more money than Meg Thee Stallion ever made. So should we be mad at ourselves? We're in one big Scooby-Doo episode where the villain at the end who made the person famous is us. You take the mask off and it's you. You commented on the Shade Room video and you retweeted this. You said this is trash, blah, blah, blah. But we create the monster and get mad at the monster. You know what an interesting thing is? Frankenstein, the monster, we get we call the monster Frankenstein. The monster isn't Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein is the doctor. We get mad at the monster when we are the doctor. We create the monster and then the monster comes up and does monster stuff. And then we're like, what are you crazy? You acting like a monster. You created me. Andrew Caldwell, you remember? Um, uh, I'm not gay no more. I was the, I was the Victor Frankenstein for him. I promoted him. I made videos side by side with him. And then he just kept growing and growing. And he grew beyond he grew beyond my control. I mean, I didn't create him, but I helped, you know, I helped the process along. And then, you know what happened? He's big and famous and he's cashing out. So what did I do? I said, you know what? I, I know my place in this, okay? And I got to take some responsibility because I got a lot of followers. So I be making people aware of people they might not have been aware of. So now a lot of times I see stuff and I'm like, nope, I'm not going to help you eventually get to where you can profit off this because we're Americans. We love to create a train wreck, watch it crash and then get mad. But in this business, these people actually get paid for being the train wreck. Here's the thing that I want to talk about. I just want to say this. The Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary. Ten of the best hours I have ever spent watching anything 
on television. It was a 10-hour documentary that I was always upset was ending. Perfect. So great. I was a kid when he was playing. I, I watched the majority of his last, obviously his last years with the Bulls and his Wizards. But the early years when he was young with the Bulls, I was not watching basketball. In the 80s, I was five. I don't remember his first three championships at all. The last three I was watching, though. And here's why I understand why people say Michael Jordan is the best and he's better than LeBron. Because ESPN released this poll and people said that Jordan is a better off-court dresser than LeBron. And I'm like, okay. Guys, Michael Jordan is a lot of things. He's amazing. A lot of things. One thing he absolutely sucks at and pretty much has completely sucked at for the last 20 years is dressing. People voted him a better dresser than LeBron? Michael Jordan, Josh, can you find some pictures of Michael Jordan? I'm going to just type in Michael Jordan baggy jeans. Michael Jordan makes or wears jeans like he has stock in jean fabric. The jeans are so baggy. He has enough money. Josh, you can put anyone up. It's literally anyone. To have tailored anything. You'd be hard-pressed to find Michael Jordan dressed well ever in the last 20 years. I'd be surprised if Michael Jordan dressed well any time past the year 2000. I forgive him. So in the documentary, his 90s swag, I give you all of that. I never blame somebody for how they dressed back when that was popping. I wore baby ties. I wore Air Force Ones to church with untucked shirt and tie. Who am I to judge? But at some point, people stopped wearing that. And I was like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Michael Jordan was like, no, we still wear baggy jeans. And the fact that people said he dressed better than LeBron, we're all poisoned by this documentary, which was Michael Jordan is the greatest ever propaganda. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And let me tell you what it, I realized what Michael Jordan has that LeBron can never, will never have. Nostalgia. There's nothing you can do about a man. Like, I watched that final shot against Byron Russell. Dribble hard right, pull it back, push off. Not really a push-off, just taking your hand off. Or as Bob Costa says, a maitre d' showing you to your seat. Pull up, bang, hold it. I remember thinking at that moment, oh, if this is his last game, no one will ever top that image. That image of him in Utah following through and the white faces of horror Nothing you can do. You, if you are my age, 30, mid-30s, you have seen those MJ highlights over and 
over the dunk contest. The Craig Elo uh, shot. Craig Elo goes flying by. The punch. This. You've seen those highlights so many times. Nobody can go back in time and tell you anyone's better than him when he has the best stories. The images of greatness, 6-0. Doesn't matter that he lost in other finals. I mean, he, he didn't make it to the finals other times. When he got there, he won. Never been to a game seven. Hugging the trophy and crying with his dad. First to do that, we all wanted a pair of Jordans. He made basketball popular. He's got all the great stories. But what he doesn't have is good genes. I mean, they said he's a better offensive player, defensive player. I don't think Jordan is a better passer than LeBron. Preferred teammate? You think you'd rather play with Michael Jordan, who in 10 episodes showed you that his teammates pretty much hated him. He punched Steve Kerr in the face. You'd rather play with him than LeBron James, who'd be dancing on the sideline? You think it's fun to play basketball? With Forget how good Michael Jordan is. Arguably better at his job than anyone else ever at their job. But Michael Jordan is the guy at your job who freaking takes work too seriously. We hate that coworker. Nobody likes the coworker who's like, hey, I saw you got here a little bit after your scheduled time and you didn't clock in. We've got to be honest about this guy. We're cheating the company out of money. What, man? Shut up. Bro, we all clock in at 11. We come in at 11.15. Well, I don't. Matter of fact, I got here at 10.50, but I know it's not right to clock in before my time. So I did a little work, but I didn't actually physically go over there and clock in until my scheduled clock in time. Michael Jordan is the guy, when you say you're working from home, that actually calls you and expects you to work. Bruh, leave me alone. I am working remote, which means I am working the remote. You know I'm not really working. Well, I expected, um, you know, you said you're going to get back to the boss by close of business. And I expected an answer by close. Bruh, shut up. Everybody hates that guy. You miss a shot. With Michael Jordan as your teammate, he's never going to talk to you again. <sighs> you want to play with Michael Jordan? You think those guys on the Bulls wanted to play with Michael Jordan? They didn't even want to play cards with him. Judd Belcher and Bill Winnington, John Paxson, they're playing cards for quarters at the front of the plane. Michael Jordan is cleaning people out at the back for hundreds of or hundreds or thousands of dollars. They don't even want to play. I wouldn't even want to play Uno with Michael Jordan. He takes everything as a slight. I'm competitive. How can he expect anything out of you? This dude is the best ever. And you're just John Paxson? Steve Kerr? No. I think that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Steve Kerr said he punched Michael Jordan. He punched him in the chest. And what he received is a punch in the face. Steve Kerr had the opportunity to punch Jordan in the face, but he didn't. He was like, I at least got to show him 
that I ain't afraid of him and I ain't no punk. So I'm a, uh, hey man, Steve Kerr. And Jordan was like, yes. He reared back and socked Steve Kerr in the face. And you want to play with that guy? Has LeBron ever punched someone in the eye at work? Can you imagine getting punched in the eye at work? Steve Kerr's at work. And it's just another employee who takes his job too seriously, who's too serious, and he pissed you off. You got mad. You pushed him in the chest, maybe a slight punch, and then they punched you in the eye. And everyone loves that guy? No, man. And it really took some balls to punch Jordan in the face. Like, Steve Kerr took big balls to punch Jordan. I, and Jordan got his respect. He's like, oh, you got balls? You should shave them with Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Righteous and Ratchet, baby. Manscaped, who's in the best in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Guys all over are tired of nicking their ball sacks and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. This third generation trimmer features the cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. I shaved my balls this morning, I said, hey, guys, they were like, hey, man, it's rough down here. You want to grab the Manscaped and give us a little trim, a taper? And I was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to be on camera today, and I want smooth balls tucked in my drawers. So I got in the shower, washed my underarms, Manscaped my balls up, and they came out. They had glasses on. My balls had glasses and a tie on. They had a briefcase. They were ready to give a PowerPoint presentation. Before that, they were drunk at work. They were like, hey, man, oh, what you want from me? Oh, I'm over here, man. What you want from me? Once they shaved them up, they started presenting themselves like the balls they really are. Clean your balls up and make them respectable with Manscaped. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will look like Will Smith in the Pursuit of Happiness, when he finally got the job, he had the tie, and they're going to clap like, <laughs> finally, you don't want your balls to be raggedy. You want them to get a job and get that $100 back from the guy who owed him. And right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code RATCHET at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RATCHET. Give your balls the smoothness they deserve. Now, here's another thing. More likely to win one-on-one, -on -one, they pick Jordan. Do you think Jordan would beat LeBron one-on-one? -on -one? And I don't always even think one-on-one's a great indicator of who's better because I think Shaq would beat Jordan one-on-one -on -one because there's just no way you're going to guard Shaq. I think Jordan would have a hard time guarding the physically imposing talent of LeBron. And I think LeBron would have an even harder time uh, guarding Michael Jordan, his athletic ability. So maybe he does.
I don't know. Positive impact off the court. Michael Jordan said, social justice, nah. I'm finna get paid. LeBron James opened a promise school. And this is what I'm talking about, guys. And in order to be the greatest, you don't have to be the best at every single thing. You're fooling yourself if you think Michael Jordan has had a positive impact off the court in like social justice issues. And honestly, when I watched the documentary, I understood. He was like, man, nah, though. Because I'm trying to be the man. And guess what? Here's the thing I actually like about Jordan. I mean, I like a lot about him. This documentary actually had me be like, bro, you tripping, bro. Jordan is a beast. So he's back to being the greatest in my mind because LeBron can never have his stories. Oh, yeah. This is another thing I wanted to say. Michael Jordan, LeBron, I'm sorry. The last thought, wherever it was, it's gone now. I'm just going to call it now. In my life, I think it's a wrap for two things. Golden Corral and Cruises. The last time I went to Golden Corral was on tour. It wasn't a pleasant experience. Food was old and dry. Disgusting. And that was before coronavirus. The... The people in Golden Corral, let's just say, blech. And I was in there. The people you see in hoarders, they eat at Golden Corral. They pull up to Golden Corral. And they're like, I can't get into my kitchen because there's a freezer full of dead cats and cat piss. We watched an episode of Hoarders and this lady was doodling on the floor and she looked like when she got done wiping her butt with a seat cushion from her couch she drove over to the golden corral and went into the chocolate fountain no hand wash no lie i probably don't eat at a buffet ever again i just i can't fathom the idea of just the pass off, you know, I just, it was already a thing. And even, and the, the wind buffet in Vegas, that's my thing. I love the wind. But, but now, uh, I can't go to the wind buffet. And that thing is expensive. But the thought of everybody touching stuff, it's just too much. And a cruise? A cruise is a big, floating, golden corral. Oh, just drunk. And then on the cruise, think about the cruise that makes it worse, is when they get sick on cruises, the people just be stuck on the boat. This dude, I saw an article yesterday, the dude was stuck on a cruise uh, thing for eight weeks. Quarantine. If you're honest with yourself, after five days, I'm, I'll get me off the cruise. And I choose the seven day, and I don't know why. Because after five, I'm like, just get me off this cesspool of 
germs. And at the cruises, they're like, washy, 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 washy. And I be doing that. But honestly, I think in this pandemic, we're going to come out on the other side. And there are some things that we're never going to do the same. And buffets and cruises, you had a good run. I just, oh, yeah, soup plantation. They got soup plantation up out of here. Soup plantation, it couldn't, they couldn't withstand the doggone pandemic. Soup plantation was like, look, man, that's all. We had a good run, you know. I've been a soup plantation. When I called and uh, canceled my cruise, I had a cruise in Hawaii for Christmas this year. And I already been paying on it and stuff. I, I told Melissa, they're gonna they're gonna fight us on this. They're gonna try to, you know, convince us, hey man, no, nah, stick around, blah, blah, blah. We'll give you onboard credit, we'll give you this and that. I called, I was like, hey, they're like, yes, we know you wanna cancel your trip. We probably wanna be in business here. Take y'all the money before you're gone. Bye. They like, bro, we out. And the only thing I really liked about cruises is you could like see four or five cities without having to take four or five flights. Really, you like most of the cities, you just want to be there for a, for a day. Cabo San Lucas, a day was all I needed. I didn't need a week in Cabo. You go to Senor Frogs, you did it. It's a whole thing. I do think I'm going to miss the Golden Corral rolls. They were just something, weren't they? Oh, man. Our world's going to be changed, guys. I was watching soccer the other day with no fans. I watched the UFC fight the other day. No fans. Melissa was like, this is weird. And I was like, no, it's weird. It's definitely weird. But it's better than not having any sports. Like, you want the cheering fans... But right now, I would take an NBA game with no cheering fans over watching Nelly on Versus. And it's crazy because things like Versus, that would never have happened without the pandemic. You wouldn't expect people to be at home like that. You would have stopped your life to listen to Nelly and Luda if you weren't already stuck at home. The reason Versus existed because they're like, bro, y'all at home anyway. But I wouldn't, I, if I was touring like regular, I wouldn't have never been able to catch a versus. I would have been working every time, every versus that's been scheduled, I would have had a show that night. And I wouldn't have went back and watched it. That's the thing I think that's kind of scary about the pandemic. We don't know what the world looks like on the other side of this. We've only had the world we knew. We haven't yet been introduced to the new world we will get to know. What things are going to change? I feel like we're going to, you know, the first step to Wally, I've said it before, becoming Wally is this. It's funny, when I go on my walks, we already were in our phone and avoiding people because of technology. Now I literally walk on the other side of the street. And so does the other per person. Like, not walk on the other side of the street, but like, get away. I mean, even less personal 
with people now because of, you know, the pandemic. The one thing you guys can't forget, stand-up comedy shows. This, you got to come back for. Come on, man. Forget your health and safety. <laughs> stand-up comedy is where it's at. When I come to your city, come in a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, Nana just said bowling game. Like, bowling? You know how many people touch the balls in bowling? Them balls and them holes, them holes have been fingered by everyone. Them holes have been fingered all day long. Nobody's cleaning out those fingered holes. Those fingered holes of the bowling ball, you sticking your thumb in the big hole, sticking your other two fingers in the other hole, you're just fingering those holes. You didn't wash your hands. Now that hole just been fingered. You throw it down there, knocks it back, comes back up, somebody else fingers the hole. I'm fingering these holes. You ever seen somebody at a bowling alley spray inside those fingered holes and wipe them out? You've never seen those fingered holes cleaned in your life. You see the outside of the ball being wiped for smoothness, but the fingered hole? The fingered hole doesn't stand a chance. People go to the bathroom, grab their balls, come back, finger the hole. And you eat nachos at the same time where you're touching a previously fingered hole. You see the people coming in out of bowling alleys? You think you they wash their hands? No. Casinos, money, cash, anything that like other people touch a lot, that's crazy. The other thing that's crazy about this, outside of the fingered holes being fingered all day, there is some truth to like we have like your your body's your immune system's always working and fighting and we are like you know not working so hard to get sick there's like man but if you get sick now your body immune system is trash my kids ain't really been out the house in a minute and la's opening back up slowly they haven't had a haircut and i'm like bro i'm not even gonna cut your hair i'm not even gonna get your hair cut even if it's open, even the barbers are working, you don't have, their hair is only cut because they're going out into the public. They're not on camera. They don't have soccer. They don't have games. They don't have school. I don't think the school is even going to come back the same way. And in some ways, I don't think it should. High school doesn't need to be eight hours. Let's just face it. You go from high school eight hours a day, and then you go to college. You go to class two, three hours a day max on a full schedule. Just not happening. Them bowling holes got sweet butt juice in them. <laughs> sweet butt juice. All right, guys. I haven't eaten, and it's 12-14. I got to go. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Love you. Patreon people. See you in a couple hours for Tap of the Brown in about an hour and 45 minutes. All right, peace.